everything everywhere all at once cleaned up at the Oscars. We had two incredible actor comebacks come full circle last night, as well as All Quiet on the Western Front surprises with a handful of victories. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. They kind of came full circle, kind of like a bagel. <laughs> exactly, and everything bagel. Uh, what an award ceremony. This was a pretty solid Oscars presentation in terms of the show. The 95th Academy Awards. Can't, it's crazy how close we are to 100, but in terms nuts. of like comparatively the last 5, 10 years, this was a very solid show, especially the controversy surrounding last year's. The jokes were pretty solid, really good zingers in there, very safe for the most part. Got Jimmy Kimmel got his uh, Matt Damon jokes in there. What did he say to Matt about Matt Damon? He was, I missed he it. Said, he uh, was talking to Jessica Chastain, uh-huh. and he said... Uh, it's rumored that like he smells like a dog, and then they feed him peanut butter on set <laughs> <laughs> for the Martian because they're both. Oh, the and Martian. then she said I didn't share any scenes with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I caught Chastain, but I didn't hear what he said. The jokes were pretty solid. Yeah. I thought the opening monologue was pretty good. I was surprised because I'm not the biggest Jimmy Kimmel fan, but his monologue did. It, it was pretty good. There were some really good jokes yeah. in there. Overall, this yeah. was a. Sh- it seemed short, or not short. It seemed like it ran on time. It was efficient. It was moving, and I think that they got that going early on. Like. Let's get this moving. Get up here. Get on stage. Do your speech. But then yeah. get off the stage. We have a long show. But I think they were just being funny with it and having a good time with telling people to just hurry up. Also, I think a thing that they saved a ton of time is when – you know how they – throughout the show, they'll advertise. They'll show like a trailer for each Best Picture nominee yeah. throughout the course of the show. Generally, in the past, they've had someone come out on stage, describe the film, and then they show a like sizzle reel. And that takes two to three minutes every time. But in this case, they just – Literally just started the trailer. It just announced it over the over the speakers. Avatar, best best picture nominee, played the Avatar sizzle reel. So I think that cut down on a lot of wasted time in the past when you have someone walk up, describe the film. That takes a while, and then they would have like a thirty second sizzle reel. So they definitely made this show very trim, very efficient, and it ended at eight thirty seven. So it was a three and a half hour show. So probably the fastest Oscars I think I've ever seen. Well, maybe it just felt fast. I don't know if we can confirm or deny whether it was the it's fastest. It's a fact. Fact check true. <laughs> <laughs> he literally didn't even look anything up, but it just it felt like it was efficient as hell. Yeah. And I'm surprised how early it ended because I feel like it does usually go over. But I thought it was a, a good time. We had a Discord watch party. We had a bunch of people. It's a, a new annual thing we started last year. On the Discord, all of our patrons are on there that are in the minimum tier of $10. So if you want to join our Discord... Go to patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. You can become a patron there and get access to our Discord. We do watch parties all the time, but it was a blast hanging with everybody for three and a half hours throughout the show. And what a bunch of great winners and upsets here and there. But overall, I think that a lot of the wins were basically in the bag, it felt like. It felt like a lot of the people or the, a lot of the favorites won. I, I would can't say. I honestly can't disagree with any of them except for one. Because every Oscars, there's always you know, if there weren't already snubs from lack of nominations, but then there can be a snub if someone doesn't win who was a, a favorite to win. So every year, there usually are a handful of movies or performances or technical categories that kind of go under the radar and don't win when they are wanted to be won. And I think in this case, there was only one award that was won that I thought was kind of like out of nowhere. I think every other award that was won was so well-deserved. I was really impressed I expected everything everywhere to clean up, 
but I was really impressed with it winning three acting awards. I can't think of another time in Oscars history when a movie won three acting Oscars. Someone's gonna have to fact Google check, that. Or, well, I can't think of it. No, off the top of my head, I like just winning t- two awards for acting is crazy, but to win three. That is something I'm not sure I've ever seen before. I know it's probably going to be one of the big five, but maybe not. I don't know. No, the big five, they never they, won. They, they won didn't win supporting. Yeah. yeah, they just both. The big five, you have to be the lead categories. Lead, ca- lead actors and so lead actresses. I, but, I, e- but even in those movies, it's yeah. usually, it's not a huge ensemble There's cast. never usually a, a huge supporting actor in that role. So I, I found that so impressive for the actors of that film. And then I think that it was so well-deserved for the Daniels to win screenplay and for best director as well. Best picture, I, I figured it was a shoe in for everything everywhere. It has a lot of steam going for it. It was such an original film. So much fun. Never seen anything like it before. It was just like a refreshing storytelling. I think that it was really great for the Academy to embrace it this year. Yeah, especially embrace a sci-fi action movie. Yeah. That oh, has yeah. so much heart, yeah. obviously, and so much emotional Well, the depth. movie works because of the heart. It has so much heart and so much emotional depth, but give it to a, a genre movie. And that sci-fi genre, of course, sci-fi films have won, but... There's always that stigma against horror movies, against science fiction movies. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For best picture, maybe sometimes get nominated, but they very seldom win that award. It's really cool to see the Academy embrace a genre movie like that and give it the win. Yeah, like what? what's like your biggest, up, like, what are you most mad about a sci-fi film not winning or getting I, I, nominated? I would say in general, something like Inception not getting a, a nomination. nomination. Like it doesn't have yeah. to win, but like recognize great science fiction films like they have in the past. I love science fiction. It's my favorite genre. And, you know, 
I think this is a really important film for the Academy to embrace for film going forward because it's so loved by young film goers and you know millennials, Gen Z, whatever the generation is below Gen Z. I got called out on Instagram recently for saying kids younger than Gen Z are what Gen is it? Zs. I have no idea, but if you want to Google it, go I, for I it. I always I don't know right now. I thought Gen Z was the youngest right now, but there's a young, no, no, they're younger. There's a tier below them. Yes, there is. <laughs> but how about well, before we get into the awards, I would say. Every year, there's always snubs in terms of nominations. Number one was Greg Fraser not getting a nomination for cinematography with the Batman. I thought that was a massive snub. And obviously, there's still that stigma against comic book movies for the Academy. For the most part, obviously, Black Panther has been nominated for Best Picture. But cinematography, I think, is yet to get a nomination in the comic book movie genre. Maybe. I, I can't think of one I that's can't think of one, one that's been nominated. I can't. But, but in terms of... What Greg Fraser did for that movie, so artistic, so incredible, you know, just because of the genre. Wait, Blade was nominated. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably why it didn't get a nomination. And also, I know Jacob and everyone's going to crap on me for saying Top Gun, not, I mean, Tom Cruise not getting an actor nomination. I don't, I don't think Tom Cruise should have won best actor, but a nomination I think was incredibly deserved for what he did for film in the year. Obviously, it's not the most flashy performance for a character with Pete. Mitch- I mean, Pete Maverick, but I mean Pete Mitchell Maverick. You're right. Yeah, Pete, Mitch- Pete same Maverick. Guy, Mitchell. Yeah, same, same fucking guy. Same name. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're all the all. Doesn't matter them. what order you say. Pete Maverick Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> but what he did for film and cinema and theaters in 2020 with Top Gun Maverick and with that character was so important, that's why I think it was such a huge snub. Well, so I am i don't mind him not getting nominated for actor, but it is something to be said about what he does as a performer because a lot of attention will get be put on an actor if they learn an instrument or learn how to sing or do something like that, and then they'll get a lot of attention for their performance, like um, Jamie Foxx doing the Ray Charles film and then Austin Butler doing such a great job performing as Elvis and they, just those are two those are just two Rami examples. Malek Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and so I suppose that people don't look at stunt work in the same regard whereas stunt work is just as much a skill that takes a lot of effort and so much work and discipline to master and to the point where I still I think that there should be a stunt category in the Oscars Hopefully, someday in the future, they'll add a stunt category with both stunt actors and stunt coordinators because it's so instrumental to these films that we love. But I suppose you could say that the skill that someone like Tom Cruise puts into the stunts that he's training for, it's it's generally overlooked as opposed to someone like, for example, learning an instrument or doing something specific that is more, I think, um, digestible for an audience to realize. That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I it's wasn't overlooked. talking about stunts. Though. I know, I know, but I'm talking about in terms of his his being his him being overlooked as an actor. Oh, well, I don't think he's overlooked as an actor. I just mean this specific role. Uh-huh. I mean, Mission Impossible is the stunts. He yeah, doesn't really. Yeah, he flies a plane in this movie, and he's in the cockpit while pilots are flying. He rides a motorcycle, so he's not doing a ton of stunts in this movie. I meant the nuances of it's not a flashy, exciting performance. The subtle things that great actors do in a normal scene that maybe just passes people by because they're so good at it. Yeah, it's the norm. That's what I'm. I didn't mean I like got the stunt you, yeah, work. I got you. I, yeah. I see what you're saying, but yeah. I think both. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally think there yeah. should be a stunt category. Maybe it starts with best stunt for stunt team for a movie. Yeah, because I think once they start, if the if the academy starts recognizing stunt 
people, which they should. So I think that's the biggest snub for yeah. ever, so yeah. right now. I mean, we've, yeah. we've talked about that before. If, yeah. if they start recognizing them, then they have to obviously probably pay them more yeah. because they're going to become stars. <laughs> and I don't think that they want that in Hollywood. So they don't want the stunt people to become well-known and well-paid for a reason, I think. <laughs> yes, the evil side of Hollywood. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good point. It's, it's good Hollywood. Point. But I wish they did have I, like yeah. at least a stunt team. Sure. Award or stunt choreography award. I hope so. Um, we'll see down the line, but I think it definitely deserves recognition. And my big snub this year, we've talked about in our Raiders of the Lost podcast, ep- Raiders of the Lost Oscars episode was Park Chan Wook's film decision to leave. Uh, we actually nominated for editing, cinematography, director, best picture. Did we give it best picture? I think we either gave that or Tar best picture. I think we gave it Tar. Maybe yeah, we gave it yeah. Tar. And I, I we mean, gave him best director though. Yeah, we gave Park Chan Wook best director. It's he really, I think what he did as a director in that film was really remarkable, and it's so inventive and creative, his his directing. We talked about it heavily in that episode, but that for me, that was my big snub this year, was Park Chan-wook and that film getting absolutely no Oscar love. I wasn't surprised it didn't get nominated, but I was shocked it didn't get nominated for International Feature Film. I was sh- shocked. A couple of really big movies that got a lot of nominations this year walked away empty-handed. I think The Banshees of Inna Sharon... Walking away empty-handed was pretty surprising. I thought it had a really good shot at screenplay. So mm-hmm. didn't Tar. I think that had an excellent shot at screenplay as well. I'm sorry to interrupt. I would say the screenplay category this year was really intense. That a was lot of a them huge were huge competition. A lot of the yeah. categories were stacked. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about even best original song. We were talking mm-hmm. on the Discord. Like, I don't think there's ever been a year this strong for best original song. I think so too. I think it was an extremely strong year for best song. Usually, there's yeah. one song that's like, oh, that's a clear winner. Yeah, that's gonna I mean, win. But this year was like, yeah. there are three that. Easily could have won, but you could say that about the generally about most of the categories, except for obviously Avatar, because visual effects. It's basically you just hand James Cameron and his team the award. They already. should have just been. The, here's the visual effects <laughs> award for Avatar. No need for the ceremony. We don't have to talk about the nominees, <laughs> even though they were incredible. But did you guys see that close up of the of the arm brace? Oh my god! <laughs> did you see the water? The straps? Did you see the water? <laughs> it was fake, <laughs> except for when it was on. Uh, what's his name? Um, Spike or spider, spider. <laughs> the water, spider. On, the water on spider was real because he's a human. Was but, it spider? Yeah, it was yeah, spider. spider yeah. But every all the other water was fake. It yeah. was incredible. It's wild. <laughs> but I will say, going back to, so I don't think it's so much a snub, but I was just, I was very surprised that Jamie Lee Curtis won, because I would say that Hong Chow and Angela Bassett were phenomenal. Stephanie Shu as well, and so I was especially in Everything Everywhere at Once. Stephanie Hsu's performance was so impressive, so magnetic, really terrific, and was a highlight of the film. And then Jamie Lee, obviously a legend, we're huge fans of hers, and I'm happy she won. But I found it, I just found it odd that she won over all three of them. Cause, because, and then Hong Chow, devastating in The Whale. And Angela Bassett is like, she put on an acting clinic in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She held that movie on her shoulders. She did. She was like it was like I was watching a Shakespearean epic watching her just chew those scenes up with that with those great monologues. So I was and, and Stephanie Shu, I, I just I had never seen her in anything before and she really blew me away. I was so I was very surprised that Jamie Lee ended up winning. I was even surprised she got nominated to be honest. But I was like, oh yeah, I can see her the nomination. But I I, I had no idea that she would win the Oscar. I agree with you. It's kind of like when Brad won a few years ago for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not to say that that wasn't... So you hate Brad Pitt? Not to say that I don't love Brad, because y'all know I love me some Brad. <laughs> and not to say that that wasn't an incredible movie and an incredible performance. But I don't even put it probably top three in his career. And also, it kind of felt like it's like his time to win. 
So maybe that's kind of what it was like. With so Jamie. you're saying like lifetime achievement award? Not necessarily, kind of thing. but it's like yeah. it kind of feels like that. That's what it felt like when Brad won because he's been he's put on so many great performances, and it was interesting to see him win for that movie because he's awesome in it. He's just playing the coolest guy of all time. <laughs> like the, I bet Tarantino's just like just be cool as fuck, <laughs> just be as cool as possible, and he nailed it. He <laughs> nailed that movie. He put that movie on his shoulders for sure with Leo, but. This one, I, I was a little surprised to see Jamie Lee Curtis won, even though she's incredible. Her, She's had such an incredible career. You know, her family, her bloodline has just had such dense roots in Hollywood for almost a century now, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And to see her win was awesome because, like she said in her speech, it's incredible to be recognized for always being put into a corner because she does the genre movies, horror movies that – no one ever recognizes when it comes to awards usually for the the most prestigious ones. So I thought that was a really great part of her speech that she brought that up because she's a scream queen. She's like one of the OGs, one of the probably the number one scream queen of all time. And I thought it was cool for her to win. But again, I was also surprised that Hong Chow didn't win because she was my number one for best supporting actress. She is phenomenal in the whale. The emotional depth she gets to in that film is insane. I thought Stephanie Shu would be number two to win because she it was such a unique role. She's playing like several characters taking on different personalities. And then the Uber personality of, of to- Jobu Tubaki at the end. And, and it was incredible. I thought she was terrific. And I've never seen her really anything before. So I was surprised by that. As well. I agree. I was, I was surprised Jamie Lee Curtis winning. I don't hate it, but it is, yeah. it's, it's cool that she won. But for me, for me, the entire ceremony, that was just, that was the one award where I was like, really that, but everything else I thought was great. Everything else was either yeah. I expected or, was up in the air. Mm-hmm. But let's go through. We're going to go in reverse order. We're going to start with Best Picture and just talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Winning Best Picture, which was really, like we said, incredible to see. A really interesting, high-concept genre movie that's kind of just all over the place. It's drama, science fiction, action, uh, romantic. Comedy. Comedy. It's it's yeah. a little bit of everything, if you think about it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> You're getting it. <laughs> but I found the film to be... Absolutely remarkable, and I remember clearly watching that in the theaters in a packed house, and everybody was laughing at the right moments, everybody was crying at the right moments, every beat of that movie worked, and it was a really special viewing experience because I saw it opening night, and it was just a real joy. I loved that film; it was so terrific. And um, it, it, I mean, and obviously we can just talk about it winning best picture, screenplay, and directors. It's three impressive wins right there. Uh, it won seven in total, but those are like really big, huge three awards right there for the Daniels. And A24 distributed the film, and they did a really terrific job rolling the film out slowly. It only was released in a few theaters at first, and then a couple of hundred theaters after the first few weeks. And then it really word of mouth spread about that film. And by like week four, I think it made like $8 million opening weekend, and its first few weeks were always in low numbers. So Week four, yeah. it made $8 million? Yeah, I believe so. It okay. just kept getting higher and higher, and generally box offices start high and then fall down. So it was a really special theatrical run, and it's a movie that was independently made. It's not a studio film. Obviously, even though it was distributed by A24, it's still produced independently, and it was just a really special film. The Daniels deserve... Every award they've won so far, and they definitely deserve the war- the awards they won uh, last night. It was very impressive showing, and they just seem like really sweet guys 
who love storytelling and love the craft of filmmaking, and you could see it in their speeches. You sound so nasally right now. Dude. I am a little sick. I have a you cold. You are like, yeah. oh, you have a cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I gave you some allergy medication. Yeah, you cold. were sounding like worse, more nasally than me. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm Anthony, and I like the movies. That's why I was messing up during the Discord saying ridiculous things. Oh, so yeah, bad. that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I have a head cold. The allergy medication, <laughs> the ridiculous incorrections, uh, incorrect things you said. Let's move on to best lead actress went to Michelle Yeoh. A heavy favorite, just like everything everywhere all at once was for Best Picture. I think Michelle Yeoh deserves the world. She's won pretty much every award this year. It was heavy competition, though, because, you know, Kate Blanchett was phenomenal in Tar. I could have easily seen it gone to, going to her. And then Michelle Williams was terrific in Fableman's and Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riceborough for Leslie. But, you know, Michelle, to, to Leslie, Michelle Yeoh. It's her year, the year of everything, everywhere all at once, and she so deserved this. And what her performance, it had so many layers to it, and she just perfectly nailed the combination of comedy, tragedy, emotions, and heart. And it's a very flawed individual, Evelyn, and I just was feeling for her so much and feeling for everyone around her. These You're li- the most mediocre version of yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're the one. <laughs> There's nothing interesting about you. <laughs> and, Whatever. It's um, yeah. anecdotes. And, and the, but she just plays this person who's blinded by her own self-destruction, and she's ruining the lives of everyone around her because she's just fallen into disillusion and in, in despair. But somehow to make that funny, in the like not just funny but hilarious in the first 20 minutes, and then the emotional journey that she goes on. And she's just constantly doing this uh, balancing act of comedy and drama so effortlessly along with the physicality of the performance, which was just fantastic, and she deserved it for sure. Next up, best lead actor, Brendan Fraser. Maybe the most incredible comeback we've ever seen in Hollywood in terms of we had two great comebacks with Kihi Kwan and Brendan Fraser this year, both winning Oscars. Brendan's was different where Kihi's was a child star. He was acting in some things here and there, just kind of just disappeared from the limelight, but Brendan was arguably one of the top five biggest stars on the planet disappeared completely you know everyone in the world could recognize this person disappeared from the limelight for 10 15 years comes back and wins an oscar for the whale what an incredible performance i was crying like a baby in the last seven minutes of this movie it was so powerful incredible directing from darren aronofsky obviously hung chow was a great supporting actress for sure but i think what brendan did was incredible this Film won a couple awards, won this as well as best makeup and hairstyling because of the prosthetic work they did for Charlie in this film. But man, what a devastating film. What an incredible performance. And I loved his speech. It was really incredible. So many many great metaphors. It was a great speech and he deserved it for sure. And he's just a wonderful actor. And I mean, we grew up watching him, but to be honest, I never saw him as like this kind of caliber of an actor. Same. Yeah. He was just like the action guy. Yeah. But he was a superstar. I mean, I love the guy. But I never saw him as like an awards contender kind of actor. But then he clearly put everything into this role. And I'm sure he wanted to prove to the world that he had something that nobody knew about and that he had it in him to do something like this. And it's that seems to be seems to have been his motivation to really give it everything he had. And an Aronofsky it just happened to happen to be just like things working together working at the right moments and clicking and it was a terrific combination of actor and director. I will say one of Kimmel's best jokes of the night when it was when he said two actors from Encino Man were nominated for <laughs> Academy Awards and eventually won. Yeah. And 
one of the in he said it's probably a long night for Paulie Shore. <laughs> that, that was, I think that was the best joke. Savage. That was the best joke. He's like two guys from Encino Man are nominated. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but against stiff competition, we had Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inna Sharon, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Obviously, all terrific actors, great performers. Colin Farrell, I could have seen him winning and taking this away. Same thing with Austin Butler. Yeah, I mean, because Austin won the Globe, so it was. It seemed to be like that's a big deal to win the Globe, and then Brendan won a bunch of the other uh, smaller uh, awards. So it was, I think, up to the point of the announcement, it could have been anybody's award, honestly. But I, I had a feeling that it was either going to come down to one of them. I thought that Colin Farrell might have been a sleeper underdog win because <clears throat> because it was just a phenomenal performance and it been Banshees. Um, but I think that the right person won the award for sure. Moving on next to Best Director. Obviously, the Daniels won. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Tough competition again with Martin McDonough, Steven Spielberg, Todd Field, Ruben Ostland. I think that the Daniels are obviously, though, the clear front runner. This is the year of everything everywhere all at once. And everything we said earlier justifies them winning. Oh, yeah. They did a remarkable job. And their ingenuity, their creativity... The camera work, the editing—it's they—it's just full stop. Just a magnificent production from from head to toe, and it's just phenomenal what they did. It was really impressive. Speaking of editing, one of our favorite parts of filmmaking, and most underrepresented and underappreciated, is best film editing and film editing. And the winners, what the winner was, Paul Rogers for Everything Everywhere All at Once. This was a very complex film, not only to make, but can you imagine what it was like in the editing room for this because of. All the yeah. different shots and setups and bouncing back and forth between timelines and universes, but even just the sequences of, you know, we have a character or you have like Evelyn in the close-up, but she's in the same shot and it's just going through every different universe of her, every sure. look, every aesthetic, every lighting. So this is a complex film, not only to make, but just to edit. I think they did a terrific job and well-deserved. It is, And it, I would say the best edit of the year was in this film when Jobu Tapaki tilts her head and her fingers and it cuts to like 10 different versions of her but her hands are moving in that same in that motion and then it finishes on the that final version of her where she is in that same universe as this Evelyn so i think that was a really impressive edit because it's not like the Evelyn shot where Evelyn's in the same position but she's Jobu Tapaki is is moving in motion in in each uh, different universe in that same fluid motion. It was a really ter- dynamic shot. I loved it. Next, we have best original song. This went to Not To Not To from R. Oh, yeah. I love Music this by one. M.M. Kiravani. Lyrics by Chandra Bros. This was awesome. It was so cool to see the performance. It got me going. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie is yeah. the so- this song, this specific sequence, this scene. It's so energetic and fun and exciting and you just want to get up and just like start doing that freaking dance and just going crazy <laughs> it's just a blast i'm so glad that it won i was actually expecting this film to get nominated for best picture i would have I, sur- I been surprised i, I, I would have i wanted it loved to. to see that yeah, but i wanted I'd it be too. surprised it was really in- insane that movie next up we had best sound Top Gun Maverick, baby. We got one. You got it. We got one. (laughs) This went to Mark Weingarten, James H. Mather, Al Nelson, Chris Burden, and Mark Taylor for best sound. This was a stiff competition as well. I mean, besides Top Gun Maverick, we had All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Batman, and Elvis going for this 
category. I think this movie definitely deserved to win best sound just because of the technical speed bumps it had to go through, probably making the sound and recording the sound. And, you know, you're in inside fighter jets going Mach 1, Mach 2. You're spanning different continents, so many countries. You're thousands of feet up in the air as well as just mixing this all together and if you saw this in either like Dolby Atmos theater or like in a real true IMAX theater it was a mind-blowing experience not only because of the visuals that you were seeing and I would have loved to see this get nominated for cinematography as well because of what they did and never really been done before for a movie but just the sound of this movie you could feel everything when the engines turned on took off it's it so deserved to win Best Sound, in my opinion. And it was really well mixed with the score as well. And the sound design overall was super, super impressive. And I definitely am glad that it won. It was fantastic. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With over 2,300 hotels across the U.S. and Canada, Best Western is perfect for our annual spring hiking trip. It feels a little like... Back to the hotel. What a great day. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. I could feel every moment. I feel the need. The need for speed. So glad they didn't put that in the second <laughs> film. Even though I love that line. They got rid of a lot of cheesy stuff in yeah, that film. And he did not walk into a ladies' room. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay next went to Woman Talking. This was written and also directed by Sarah Pauly. Competition was with All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which I was surprised by that being nominated, Living, and then Top Gun Maverick being nominated adapted screenplay because it's uh -huh. a sequel. And so Sarah Pauly winning the screenplay for Woman Talking. This is based off of a novel. Yeah. Of the same name, and I think it was well deserved. You know, this is a complex film, and it has a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. So I think when you have that many characters that have such important dialogue, all, all dialogue. working together, it's yeah. kind of difficult to work them all together and make it super cohesive. Adapting from a book into a screenplay, and I think she did a terrific job. And she's also made a couple of really great documentaries. You should check them out. She did one tracing her family line that's really fascinating. On the top of my head, I can't remember what it's called, but it's really good. It came out like I would say seven years ago. Then we had Best Original Screenplay. This went to the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once up against the Banshees of In Sharon, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Just as complex as the directing and editing was in the making of this film, I'm sure just coming up with this idea and then working on how to turn it into a goddamn screenplay was equally as hard, but they nailed it. They pulled it off and added so much comedy, drama, action, 
intrigue and uniqueness to butt such plugs. an incredible story. Butt plugs, <laughs> <laughs> bubble gum, everything you can think of. It was hot dog yeah, fingers. It's an insane movie, and it, I think this is uh, definitely one of the hard, more competitive uh, categories this year. Very great, very good screenplays this year for original screenplays, and a lot of impressive stuff. Uh, congrats on the Daniels. They made the most bonkers, emotionally heartfelt, resonant, crazy action movie I've ever seen. Next, we had Best Visual Effects. Obviously, Avatar The Way yeah, of Water. Yeah. If it went to another movie, then there should have been riots in the streets because that would have been the biggest snub of all time. We did an hour and a half episode on Avatar The Way of Water, and half of that was talking about the visual effects. So you better check that out because we could talk about it for hours. That was a great breakdown. I remember that. And for me, the shot when it's a close-up of him adjusting a strap on his wrist and i was like how the fuck is that not real i was like what the fuck oh my god it's incredible next we had best original score this went to volker berleman for all quiet on the western front which is an incredible score going up against babylon the banshees of Sharon, everything everywhere all at once and the fablemans now i think that this one mostly because they had a terrific theme it was really sensational, simple, but also brought the depth to the film and the thematic elements of the film to the characters in different moments like that. It kind of reminds me of like the guitar riff from Inglorious Bastards. Like, oh, sure, yeah. But yeah. It, it felt like that a lot of ways. And I think that, that the overall the score is tremendous. The, it was mostly uh, percussion and brass, if I remember completely correctly. What I found... Bum, bum, yeah, 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 and Cynthia, too. What I found impressive about the score is that it really translated the themes and the feelings that the characters are feeling because not only was that theme really great, but it was unpredictable when you would hear it in the film. You know what I mean? Sometimes the audience knew yeah. what it meant, but the characters didn't. Yeah, and it would just pop up in unlikely scenarios, and I think they did that on purpose because it kind of puts you in the headspace of an attack can happen at any time. You could just be standing there and gunfire can be just ring out over your head. And the score kind of did that for me when I watched the film. I was feeling that same thing listening to the score as the film was playing. Like, it's unpredictable nature I found really interesting. Next, we had production design, which also went to All Quiet on the Western Front. I think this was the clear front runner. We gave it the production design. Yeah, I believe we yeah. gave it as well. And then after that, Best Animated Short Film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse to Charlie McCassie and Matthew Freud. Next, we had... Best Documentary Short Film, The Elephant Whispers, Kartiki Gonzalez and Gunit Manga. Best International Feature Film went to All Quiet on the Western Front, which again, I think was the favorites. It was going up against Argentina 1985, Close, which was excellent, EO, excellence, and The Quiet Girl. But I think that All Quiet just, it was, Quietly was the second biggest winner of the year. Yeah, that's good. What? <laughs> quietly. Quietly. <laughs> I didn't even mean Did to you, that. That's what I was laughing well, I meant, at. Yeah, I meant you're like, you're like, you were like, why are you laughing? Yeah, meant, <laughs> you went stern face. That was, I meant to do that pun. <laughs> you're like, how, how dare you laugh while I'm talking? Did all, I say something it, funny? It was All Quietly the second biggest winner of the year. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. Yeah, I did, totally. And the other films were great. I, I actually just watched The Quiet Girl yesterday. Really touching, really moving film. I loved it. And Close, I saw in theaters a couple weeks ago and was just absolutely like emotionally destroyed by it. A really fantastic film. If you guys haven't seen those films, check them out ASAP. But in this category list, as good as those films were, I and I still haven't seen Argentina 1985. It's on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to see it. I'm going to try and watch it soon. It, from what I saw in the other films, All Quiet was just a superior film without doubt. Next we had... Best costume design, which was 
awarded to Ruth E. Carter for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, who's been working in the film industry for a while, got her start working on Spike Lee's films back in the 1980s, Up Against Babylon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. This was a stiff competition. I mean, it's a, that's the, that's the <laughs> term of competition. the day. This was a category that I think was kind of up in the air. I would have seen this going to any one of these. I mean, Babylon, great, obviously. Costume design, Elvis was sensational. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once, specifically for Jobu Tupaki and all the different uni- outfits and, and costume designs for the different universes. So this could have gone up in the air to anybody, but I think it was obviously well-deserved. Well, kind of forever. That was one of the best parts of the film, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I did say, I think I did was looking forward to everything winning this one because it was really creative and unpredictable. And so much fun. Um, so, But I think, I mean, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the costuming was remarkable. So it definitely deserves it too. Best makeup and hairstyling went to The Whale for Adrian Moreau, Judy Chin, and Anne-Marie Bradley. I thought Everything Everywhere All at Once would win this category. It didn't even get nominated. Oh, did you get nominated? Didn't get a single no- didn't Damn. Get a, not a single nomination. A nomination for this. They were up against All Quiet, The Batman, Bla- Black Panther, and Elvis. Again, this could have gone to anybody, but, you know... Specifically, having this intense prosthetic makeup done for one cat character. When you watch this movie, it's maybe the best prosthetic work I've ever seen in a movie, especially with this kind of suit and this kind of character. Uh, I would say for sure, in Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman playing Winston Churchill was uncanny, like how real it looked. And so prosthetics have gone constantly come such a far way it's really impressive what they've been able to do it's like a mission impossible mask at this point (laughs) yeah and then i mean and then then colin farrell as the penguin in the batman it's really stunning what these artists can do but i i agree i actually i'm shocked that everything didn't get nominated and i would have been really happy if it won because the makeup we gave it yeah did we give it uh, best makeup makeup. yeah it was fantastic because makeup and hair because the hair was phenomenal too like Jobu Tabaki's hair in that movie is out of sight. Like, it's terrific stuff. So, um, But, I mean, the prosthetics in The Whale is insane, and I, they do deserve it for sure. Best Cinematography went to All Quiet on the Western Front, which I think was an awesome victory. Went up against Bardot, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Roger Deacon, sorry you missed out on another Oscar. <laughs> You've got plenty, though. But James... Friend won for All Quiet on the Western Front. He had a very nice speech. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting to learn that he started as an electrician on film sets, but yeah. always wanted to make movies. Yeah. But, you know, that's where he came from when he get, got into the film world doing electric work. That's amazing. For movies, it's so cool. You can start from anywhere, really. Good for him. Good for him. Because it, it looked incredible. It really yeah, did. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job and well deserved. I found his speech to be very, very sweet and endearing. Next, we had Best Live Action Short went to An Irish Goodbye for Tom Berkeley and Ross White. <laughs> Great name. Best Documentary Feature Film went to Navalny for Dave Daniel Roher, Odessa Ray, Diane Becker, Melanie Miller, and Shane Boris. And then Supporting Actress was Jamie Lee Curtis. We talked about in depth about her win. Congratulations to her. We were a little surprised by it. She's unsubscribed. She's, she's, not, she's no longer a patron. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> Sorry, Jamie is Lee. no longer a patron of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest stories of the night, Kihi Kwan winning Best Supporting Actor, the second huge comeback that we were bringing up earlier. It's incredible. Like you said, three acting wins for one movie yeah. and one Oscars and one Academy Awards. That's, uh, we, someone's going to look that up if that's ever happened before. Um, Kihi Kwan was excellent in this movie. The comeback is sensational. You know, He had been acting here and there after Temple of Doom and The Goonies. Like we said, he was in Encino Man. 
never major roles really he, just here and there he was but doing mostly stunt work stunt choreography yeah. and stunt work which was still cool he's still working in the industry but he's not an actor really anymore a star but winning best supporting actor out of nowhere with this comeback absolutely insane i love an underdog story i love a cinderella story this is a cinderella story if i've ever heard of one yeah and he said it he said it perfectly i think he had he had without a doubt the best speech of the night and it was like hard to even come close to comparing to his speech it was, I, it was I perfect teared up during his speech. yeah and he said something really beautiful he's like this is the american dream he said he came here on a boat and now he's holding an oscar it's that's really something special mm-hmm. to be said and congrats to him he's gonna have such a magnificent career going forward. He's already got a Disney Plus show that they show the trailer for. It's like the the whole Everything crew. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, and Key Kwan are, yeah. are in a American Born well, Chinese. That's what it's called, American yeah. Born Chinese. Yeah. It looked fun. It looked like fun. So congrats to them. I also really enjoyed the musical numbers. The musicians did a fantastic job. Rihanna did fantastic. Lady Gaga going out without makeup on, I thought was really brave and really just showcasing that you don't have to have makeup and hair to the nines. You can just look like a normal person, just like an, uh, just like a per- like a human being on like the, a big, human. <laughs> on the biggest stage of the world. So I thought that was really great how she went fresh face for that. And her performance was fantastic. Oh, She's so, like such a talented singer. I got one more award. Oh. Oh, best animated oh, feature yeah. film went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh yeah, so well deserved. We had some great ones: Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red were also nominated. But Guillermo, what he did with Pinocchio was so special. We did a review on it about a month ago. Loved it. One of Netflix's best original films. So congratulations to him. This is what his third Oscar, I think. Yeah, he won. So for Shape of Water, he got, two. he got two. And then, yeah, this is his third. Yeah, I think it's his third. I honestly would have liked to see it get nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. I, I mean, that would have been... I, because he, he, he made a really fantastic retelling of the classic tale and brought some new elements to the script in the story that I found to be strengthening to the story and improving it. And that's rare to say about adaptations about of classic stories. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was disappointed that he didn't get nominated for adapted screenplay. Yeah, it was, he also wrote it with Patrick McHale mm-hmm. based on the uh, Pinocchio by C. Collodi. 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 Well, that wraps our Oscars ninety five reaction. Wow! Thanks so much for tuning in. Tomorrow will be our Last of Us finale review. We are filming this right after the Oscars when it. Finished airing last night, so I got to edit this and then get it up for the morning. So you got to go to bed. <laughs> I'll probably be up till one. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. Anthony's going to get to go to bed. But then in the morning, we're going to watch Last of Us and record a review of the finale. And that will be up for Tuesday. And then weekly chat on Wednesday. It's going to be moved to Patreon only starting this Wednesday. If you want to watch or listen to the weekly chat, it's going to be on Patreon only. You can go to patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost podcast. We'll go into more depth on this on Wednesday. We'll post an explanation and just make people aware on Wednesday. We'll post a, a short version Great idea. saying, hey, this is the weekly chat update. We're going to be moving into Patreon because we want to get more exclusive content to our patrons over on Patreon as well as kind of clean up our feed on social on the uh, music listening apps so that there's pretty much just movie content. Sometimes we are worried that new listeners won't really understand what we see, what they're seeing in terms of all these weekly chats, as well as a lot of our old great episodes are really buried under a lot of these episodes that aren't movie related. So it's been so much fun doing the weekly chat, but that'll be on Patreon now, but we'll still be posting four to five times 
a week of free episodes on every platform. Just this week, we have our live show. Is yeah, we're going, doing that on Thursday. We're posting it on Thursday, the entire live show that we filmed in Los Angeles in front of a great crowd. So that's going to post on Thursday. It's a terrific episode. It was so much fun, and I can't wait to, for everyone to see it or listen to it. And then on Friday, we'll be doing a Scream 6 review. Yeah, hopefully if Anthony is not too nasally <laughs> by that. Uh, it's my, I can't uh, even breathe out of my... I'm breathing out of my mouth right now. Oh, man, I'm Anthony. I really like... I movies. was blowing through tissues <sighs> during the Oscars. <sighs> Did you see me? Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him coming in the kitchen and just pull like 10 tissues out of the box. I'm like, what are you doing? It was, t- <laughs> it was 20 tissues. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Anyways, thanks for tuning in everybody again become a patron today at patreon.com slash raiders of the lost podcast for as little as two dollars you have access to weekly bonus episodes and the weekly chat take care everybody have a great day see you next time this episode of raiders of the lost podcast was executive produced by our chosen one patrons luke exelston tyler mcfly darren singleton anthony DeMeo, becca keen cody moen benjamin cook calvin cam And Chandler Johnson, thank you so much for supporting our show. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.